What a great day it's been in the Lord today. John chapter 1. I have uh, changed a little bit. I don't think I have, but I think the Lord has. And uh, I've overwhelmed Brother Allen from our class. And uh, we got to, to our new series is on grace, and he started us on a video uh, to kind of introduce us into this topic. And uh, before you ever got in Scripture, Brother Allen, my mind went to these Scriptures. And uh, I've just got to share this. It's on me, and I've got to give it to you. Uh, because God did this to me in there, in that class. I never could say a word, because if I ever did, I was going to cry. But this man went to different ones, interviewing them about abortion, the Holocaust, different things. Uh, to see the rudeness, to see the sinfulness, to see the vulgarity, to see the wickedness of the world and those people. Uh, there was guys with mohawks and one guy had a piercing with a cigarette in his ear. And I mean, it was just all kinds of stuff that we see all around here. And I look at all of them and I think that my life was on that path. And the only difference between me and them is that word called grace. Don't ever judge. <laughs> Don't ever finger point. Don't ever get to, well, look at them. Because if it were not for grace, we would be the same place. If it were not for grace, the grace of an almighty God. You say, preacher, what is grace? It is receiving something that you don't deserve. May I tell you that I live a life that I don't deserve to live. I get to preach about a man that I don't get, that I don't deserve to preach about. I get to, I get to experience something that I'm not worthy of experiencing. One day I'm going to get to go to glory land. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not worthy of it. But because of God's grace, John 1 and 14 says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. May I say that Jesus lived a ministry of grace and truth. Jesus is grace. Jesus is truth. He lived it out. He taught it. He, he, he showed it. He expressed it. In verse 15 it said, John bear witness of Him, and I cried saying, and cried saying, This was He of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace. And we got on this verse and I got hung up tonight. And I, and I said, I gotta go preach that. Grace for grace. And that's what Jesus is. And I've, I've shared this before and we've talked about this before. But grace for grace simply means continuous grace. And when you think of the grace of God, I think of a wave of an ocean. Tonight we are hundreds of miles away from the ocean. We may not see it. We may not hear it right now because we're so far away from it. But the waves of the ocean is a continuous action. 
The waves of, of the ocean is going to continue to beat against the shore whether you're asleep or awake. Whether you like the ocean or, or don't like the ocean. Whether you receive it or accept it or don't like it. No matter what, one thing that's going to continue on, whether you're awake, whether you're asleep, is the waves of the ocean is going to crash against the land. It's continuous. It's continuous. They're never ending. It's never stopping. It, it Nothing can stop the waves of an ocean. It doesn't matter if you do the sand, if you do the sun, if you do the... The, uh, the stucco of Florida. It don't matter if you like it or not. The waves are there. And they're beating continuous. And it's a continuous motion and action. And my friend, that is just like the grace of an Almighty God. When I didn't even know He was there, He was there. When I'm sleeping, the grace of God is still entering in my life. The grace of God is continuous. It's never ending. Whether you're awake or you're asleep, the grace of God is on your life. Whether you like it, whether you accept it, whether you want to receive it, the grace of God is on your life. When I was uh, a baby, the grace of God was on my life. When I was in the womb of my mother, the grace of God was on my life. Before I could ever quote John 3.16, the grace of an Almighty God was on my life. Before I ever knew that I was dying and going to heaven, the grace of God was on my life. And were if it were not for grace, may I say I don't know where I would be. I would not be here tonight. I would not be saved tonight. I would not be redeemed tonight. But I'm going where I'm going because of the grace of an Almighty God. It's not on my merit. It's not on my works. It's not on what I've done or what I think or what my last name is or how much money i got in the checking account or whether or not I've been baptized. May I tell you, I'm going to glory land because of the grace of an Almighty God. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of the Almighty God. Amen. May I tell you that what we have tonight is given to us freely. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to accept it or receive it. God offered it freely. What love, what grace, what mercy that an Almighty God would look down on an old wretched sinner and say, you know what? I'll give my son for them. That a God would look down on me and say, I'll give Jesus for him. I'm unworthy of Jesus. I'm unworthy of the only begotten Son of God. But friend, that's grace. And it's grace for grace. For grace for grace. For grace for grace. Whether I like it, whether I accept it, whether I receive it, the grace of God is there. And every person, Brother Allen, that we watched on that video, the grace of God was upon every one of them. And you said it and I believe it, that Adolf Hitler murdered about eight or nine million people. And before he died, if... Oh God, if the Holy Spirit of God had convicted him, and he may have, I don't know, but if Adolf Hitler, after killing 8 million people, would have come to himself and say, God forgive me, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved, and Almighty God would have reached down to a man that murdered 8 million people and saved that wretched soul, because that's the grace of an Almighty God. Lord, have mercy. Boy, isn't God good tonight? That's the grace. Grace for grace for grace. Titus 2. Titus 2. May I tell you what this grace does? The Bible says 
In verse 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. To all men. Grace is saving grace. Grace that saves us. Grace that redeems us. Grace that takes us to heaven. And aren't you glad that that grace hath appeared to all men? I get so sick and tired of hearing these Calvinists talking about, well, salvation's for this group and salvation's for that group. And, you know, grace is only for this elect group of people. May I tell you that grace is for all men. Grace is for whosoever. I want you to know that Jesus Jesus is not willing that any perish, but that all should come to repentance. I want you to know that Jesus has enough grace to save everybody. And I've heard it many times, preacher, you just don't know where I come from. You just don't know what I've done. I say, friend, you don't know what Jesus did for you. You don't know how big God is. Oh, we want to, we want to gloat about our sin and we want to exalt our sin. May I tell you, Jesus is bigger than your sin. God is bigger than your sin. He's bigger than any mistake you've ever made. May I tell you, His grace can save anybody. If it saved the woman at the well, if it saved me, if it saved the thief on the cross, by golly, it can save anybody in the world. May I tell you, what we need in this whole world is not going around judging people, but we need people to be saved. I believe God can save homosexuals. I believe He can save adulterers. I believe He can save liars. I believe He can save murderers. It's by by His grace that He saves. Grace that saves. Why are you saved, preacher? Because of the grace of God. Verse 12, Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Do you know how we know how to live? Because of the grace of God. There are some people that have no idea of the moral standards that we live by. Their foolishness to them. They've never heard of the morals that we live by. they never heard of the things that we go by in our Christian character and our Christian conduct. It's amazing to me when we get kids in the church house and we kind of get mad and aggravated because they're running up and down uh, the, the pews and they're running up and down the aisles and they're about to tear the church down. And we think, well, what's wrong with them? Well, they've never been raised in church before. And there's people that has no clue about the Word of God. And I want you to know that I'm glad that I know what the Word of God is. And it's that grace that led me to the teachings of God's Word. May I tell you, I know by the Word of God how to please the Lord. And it's by His grace that I know. There's a lot of people that don't know that tonight. There's a lot of people that are clueless of the truth. Man, we've seen those people in those videos and they said, oh, there's no judgment. God loves everybody. He's not going to send me to hell. There's no hell. There's no heaven. People don't have a clue. But by His grace, we do. And we are taught the things of God's Word. May I tell you, it's grace that saves and it's grace that teaches you know how to please God because of His grace. Had you, you not lived that sinful lifestyle because grace taught you to live a different lifestyle? Why am I not there? Why am I not at the liquor joint? Why am I not down there in the world? I could be right down there in West Monroe where I was raised and, and going in that crowd that I was raised with and, and just have a good old jolly time. But the grace of God taught me better than to live that way. 
Oh, if it were not for grace. Grace, for grace, for grace. Verse 13. I might just get in a preaching spell right here. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace that's got me looking. Hey, some people that all they got to look forward to is the end of the week. I've worked with people that all they had to look forward to is Friday night drinking. And oh, if I can just get that paycheck. I've got, I know some people that all they look forward to are ball games. I know some folks that all they look forward to is vacations and this and this and this. Oh, but thank God for grace. I'm looking for that blessed hope. I don't have my eyes fixed on my retirement. I don't have my eyes fixated upon what uh, the government is going to do for me. I don't have my eyes fixated on the end of the week. But as God's people, because of grace, we got our eyes on Jesus. And this world may not have nothing to look forward to, but bless God, because of grace, I got something to look forward to. And I've heard it, preacher. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing worth living for. If you know Jesus, you do. And may I tell you, because of grace, we have a blessed hope. Because of grace, we have this victory and we got this hope for a better tomorrow. May I tell you, we have hope and we have victory because of that place called Glory Land. I'm not just looking for the end of the week. I'm not just looking for the summertime. Who cares about ball games? Jesus is coming again. Who gives a flip about everything else? Yeah, the hunting season's going to be here. If Jesus don't come back, I'm going to go hunting. But bless God, if He's come back, I'm going to glory land. And who cares about all this other stuff? God's people, because of grace, we can look to Jesus in that glorious hope that He's coming again. All this world ain't got nothing to live for, but child of God, you do. <laughs> glorious hope. Grace for grace for grace. There's some of my friends that I grew up with. All they got to look forward to is payday. Look forward to drinking. Look forward to this. I got my eyes on that eastern sky. But there was a time in my life that I didn't. And the reason that my eyes are on that eastern sky because God's bigger than me. God's bigger than me. I'll never forget when I didn't want to preach. I said, God, I can't do this. And I've never been so right in all my life. A man called me yesterday. He said, I want you to come preach at our seminary on the power of preaching. I, I was nearly in tears. I said, I don't know why you call me. Man, I was so humbled. And I got to thinking, what, you know. I said, you dummy. If there's any good that comes from me, it's from Him. And if I can just empty myself enough to let Him be seen in our life. Because whether I was in sin, grace was coming my way. Whether I've been down in the valley, grace was coming my way. Whether I was on the mountaintop, grace is coming my way. And it's not because of me, but it's because of Him. 
I'll tell you, God's people ought to just fall on their face and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're here tonight and you're lost, shame on you. It's time to be saved. God sent His only Son. Quit making excuses and be saved right now. Be saved tonight. Oh, if it wasn't for grace, isn't God good? Let's stand. We're going to have a hymn of invitation.